You're listening to On Attachment, a place to learn about how attachment shapes the way we experience relationships and where you'll gain the guidance, knowledge, and practical tools to overcome insecurity and build healthy, thriving relationships. I'm your host, relationship coach, Stephanie Rigg, and I'm really glad you're here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of On Attachment, our last episode for 2023. As at the time of recording, it is the 31st of December here in Australia at least. And I am wanting to talk to you today about courage and give you a little bit of a pep talk for 2024. I always find this time of year to be fertile ground for self-reflection, for taking stock and for setting intentions for the year ahead, not so much in a cheesy resolution way of you know, telling yourself that you're going to go to the gym every day, even though you know you aren't, or anything in that vein, uh, but for deeper reflection, for you know, getting really honest with ourselves around what's working and what isn't, uh, where we are still hiding or withholding or letting fear drive us in our lives. And for me, at least, courage and learning to practice courage and to embrace challenge and the unknown, all of that has been hugely formative in my own life and in getting me to where I am today, which when I look at the life that I am living, that I've created, that I continue to create both personally and professionally, I am really overcome with profound gratitude, both for you know everything that I have, but also towards myself, because I know that a lot of what I am surrounded by today is a direct result of hard things that I turned towards rather than away from in years gone by. And so I wanted to share a little bit more of my own personal experience with courage and with fear and with doing scary things as a way to maybe inspire you, maybe aspects of my story will resonate with you in different ways, but hopefully to dispel the myth to the extent that you have some impression of me that it's all been smooth sailing and easygoing. Uh, It absolutely hasn't and my life hasn't always looked like it does now. Not to say that my life now is always smooth sailing, it absolutely isn't, but I am really deeply appreciative and joyful at the moment with everything that is going on for me. And I want you to feel like all that you desire, not necessarily the specifics of, you know, a checklist of things that you would need in order for your life to feel perfect. But if you're someone who feels like joy and peace and gratitude and fulfilling relationships, like that's out of reach for you for some reason, I really want you to believe that that's not true but it might take some courage, some bravery, some unknowns for you to move in the direction of the life that you really want and the life that you would be proud of. So let's rewind, say five years. Five years ago for me, some of you will know this, many of you won't, I suspect if you are newer to me, to my podcast. Five years ago, I was working as a corporate lawyer doing M&A, mergers and acquisitions. Uh, I was working ridiculously long hours. I actually found a photo in my camera roll the other day 
of me leaving work at like 4.30 a.m. in the lift. Uh, So that was what my life looked like. A lot of work, um, a lot of partying when I wasn't working. I was in a really unhealthy relationship that was fueled by a combination of ego and low self-worth. And as much as outwardly it might have looked like I was ticking a lot of boxes. You know, I had done really well in my high school exams. I'd gotten a scholarship to go to university. I'd studied for five years. I had an honors degree in law and a degree in political economy. I had traveled extensively. I had, when I finished university, I had job offers from all of the top law firms in Sydney. It was really like my life was all laid out before me. And I tell you what, my ego really liked it. (laughs) It's such a funny two sides of the same coin, I think, ego and low self-worth. I think the lower our deep sense of security, the more prone we are to being seduced by things that our ego likes, those external validations, those, you know, approval seeking things. And for me, being courted by law firms and being good at my job. And I was really good at my job. uh, All of that felt great in a sort of superficial, temporary fleeting way. But when you don't have much of a internal anchor or a core sense of who you are and what you value and who you want to be, uh, all of that stuff kind of gives you what you need in a funny sort of way. So that was my life. And it, as I said, outwardly probably looked like I was doing okay. I was living in an apartment in the city. And in many ways it was kind of aspirational looking, Uh, but inwardly I felt very, very empty and I didn't like myself very much. I wasn't proud of who I was. uh, And I felt a lot of shame often about how I would act And I felt no sense of purpose, no sense of integrity. Um, Really, I couldn't say that I was proud of who I was or what I was doing with my life. Fast forward a little bit and I was still in the same relationship and it became increasingly clear to me that the way I was living my life was not sustainable And I'm really grateful to my then self for having at least the self-awareness or the willingness to look honestly at the way I was living and to acknowledge that I couldn't go on that way uh, and that it wasn't enough for me. You know, when I looked at people who I worked with who were senior to me, who were, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ahead of me in their career trajectory, the sense of dread that I felt at my life being that in five, 10 or 15 years was overwhelming. And I had this really deep knowing of if I don't make a change, if I just continue to do this, the easy thing, then I'm going to be really, really regretful later in my life. Uh, I'm going to be really, really disappointed in myself for not going after more 
for going after something that actually allowed me to feel integrated and whole and peaceful. And, you know, it might sound a little bit funny to you hearing all of that and me describing that as the easy thing. But in many ways it was, even though on a day-to-day basis, it wasn't easy. I was working ridiculous hours. I wasn't very healthy. Uh, I wasn't sleeping very much. I wasn't in a good relationship. And so while all of that kind of sounds hard and in some ways it was, it didn't take any courage, right? It was easy in the sense that it was familiar and I could just do all of that on autopilot without challenging myself, without looking at the things that needed to be looked at within my own being. And so it was, it was easy. It was a cop out, to be honest. Um, It was definitely not doing anything courageous or challenging or expansive physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And so it kind of reached a breaking point where I started to think about all of that really seriously and I decided that I had to make a change. Uh, And it was then that I decided, you know, if I were to do anything, what would it be? And I've always, always loved learning myself personally about relationships and understanding people. And I think I've always had a a natural kind of gift or inclination towards that. When I was first finishing high school and choosing what to study, it was always a toss-up between law and psychology. And uh, I don't know if this will be relevant to anyone outside of Australia, but there's a weird sort of trope where if you get the grades in your end of high school exams, then there's this pressure to like make the most of them. And law required a very, very high grade. And I you know, got the score for it. And so it was almost this thing of not wanting to waste my academic results on something that had a lower entrance bar. And so I did law instead of psychology. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have gone straight into psychology, although uh, I don't know that I'd be where I am today had I not walked the path that I walked. So I don't really have any regrets there. But anyway, I'd always had a really keen interest in that and I had studied it for a couple of years in high school as well. Uh, And so when I started to think about, okay, if it's not going to be what I'm doing, if I'm going to have some big career change, what's it going to be? And I decided that I wanted to teach people about relationships and help people with that. And I think, you know, as is the case, if you speak to coaches and therapists, so many people go into this work from some deeper yearning to understand themselves and to find some resolution of their own wounding. And there was definitely a layer of that for me. Uh, But I was so deeply fascinated by this work and, you know, ravenously consuming so much of it on a personal level, particularly owing to the relationship that I was in at the time, which was very challenging. And so even though it didn't really make much sense, and even though my ego was really scared and wanted me to stay on that very predictable, well-worn path that was, you know, a guarantee of success in a conventional sense. I made the decision to leave, to quit my job and to start from scratch. I enrolled in a coaching certification and I threw myself into learning everything that I could about relationships, about coaching as a methodology, uh, about the nervous system, about sexuality, and so many other things that kind of branch off all of that. Uh, And it was kind of terrifying, but it was also very thrilling. And I felt this deep sense of 
alignment and rightness for the first time in my life, or certainly for the first time in many years at that point. And it didn't make sense to a lot of people. A lot of people uh, thought that it was kind of rogue of me, and I suppose it maybe was, uh, that it was very unconventional, that it was very risky. I had a lot of people around me projecting their own fears and insecurities onto me, you know, what if it doesn't work and how will you know what to do and how will you you make money, how will you find clients, all of these things. Uh, And I didn't really have the answer to that, to be honest. I just had this sense of trust that I was going to figure it out uh, and that it was going to be okay. And that wasn't a a trust or a an expectation that it was going to be easy, that it was going to be seamless or that it was going to be linear. Um, but I did have this sense of rightness about it that allowed me to, I suppose, drown out a lot of that stuff that I was getting from people around me uh, and just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And so that's what I did. Uh, and it wasn't easy, but it was really thrilling. It was exhilarating. And even in those very early days, I felt this sense of total gratitude towards myself that I was taking steps in the direction of a life that I could be proud of. And not long after that, I also ended the relationship that I was in at the time. And I think a part of me knew that those things would probably go hand in hand and that I kind of just needed the maybe the confidence boost or uh, needed to work on myself for a bit in order that I would be ready to leave that relationship, even though I knew deep down that I needed to and that that had to happen. Uh, And, you know, fast forward, I say fast forward as if that all happened very quickly and, and easily, but fast forward to now. And I've built this incredible business helping people all over the world by sharing my own story, my own insights, the things that I've learned, having taught and worked with thousands of people through coaching, through my online programs. So many really beautiful things have happened since making that decision in the direction of the life that I wanted through choosing courage rather than the comfortable or easy thing, and really deciding that I wanted to close the gap between my values and the way I was living, because that gap was pretty big for a while there, and it didn't feel good. It felt really, really deeply uncomfortable, and I felt so much shame and lack of self-respect in a way that was very, very uninspiring and heavy and really dragged me down. And so I suppose I share all of that A, to give you a bit more of a background to my story in case you weren't familiar, Um, but also maybe to inspire because, I mean, it's not about like telling everyone that you need to go and quit your job, Um, but I think for those of you, and you'll know if you're hearing this, I think you'll know if I'm talking to you. I think for those of us who feel that pull, feel that little nudge from within that whisper, saying, you know, there's more, right? There has to be more. If life feels uninspiring or small or like there's something big tugging at you and calling you forward, 
I think to ignore that voice and to keep ourselves cloistered or imprisoned by fear or convention or expectation, whether ours or someone else's, there is no grief greater than that to silence that voice within that's telling us to be bold, to be creative, to take risks, to build a life that we're really proud of. And so if you're listening to this and that is you and you know that there's something, you know that you're on the brink of of change and you're standing at a fork in the road and there's the easy, low-risk, comfortable, familiar thing and then there's the scary thing that excites you and that feels expansive and inspiring and that, you know, your whole being lights up just to think about it. Just know that you will very, very rarely, if ever, regret doing the courageous thing. And I deeply believe that to be true because even if it doesn't work out as you planned, right, even if there are bumps in the road and setbacks, and there will be, there will be setbacks, you'll fall off the horse. But the sense of inner peace, alignment, unity, freedom that you get from backing yourself and from trusting yourself and from honoring what is true for you, your desires, your yearnings, that is something that is so precious. Uh, And so I I really do think that it's very, very hard to regret making a choice that is based on that, based on your values, based on your deep yearnings and desires based on what you feel is deeply true for you. So I hope that this has given you something to reflect on and think about as we close out 2023 and we turn over a new leaf, turn over a new page and enter 2024 with all of its possibilities and unknowns. Just know that it's what you make it and it is a blank page. And that's not to say that you need to overhaul your life in order to be good or doing the right thing or valuable or worthy or any of that. Um, But as I said, for those of you who know that this message is for you, I really, really encourage you to go for it, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's leaving a job. Maybe it's taking a job. Maybe it's leaving a relationship. Maybe it's starting a relationship. Maybe it's starting therapy. Maybe it's, you know, joining a gym. Maybe it's committing to getting strong, moving your body or changing your habits. All of these things that you know are waiting for you and you know that the life that you desire is on the other side of those commitments and those choices and those steps. Take the steps. Give that gift to yourself. We know that your agency and your self-discipline and your showing up is the only thing really standing in the way of you and the future self that you really want to become, please do yourself the honor, give yourself the gift of being brave and being courageous, of no longer hiding, no longer playing small, no longer saying that you can't, no longer having a lack of faith in yourself because it's in your hands. 2024 is just around the corner. So Really think about that and get intentional about what you want to create this year and how very different your life could look a year from now. So I'm sending you so much love on this, the 31st of December, and so much gratitude again for your support of the podcast and my work. 
this past year and, and more broadly. It is in large part thanks to you that I feel so very overjoyed and grateful and proud um, of the life and the work that you know, I find myself surrounded by. So thank you for your part in contributing to that sense of pride and satisfaction that I'm able to feel into as I look around and take stock. I'm wishing you the most beautiful, safe, peaceful, restorative new year. And I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Thanks guys. Thanks for joining me for this episode of On Attachment. If you want to go deeper on all things attachment, love, and relationships, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie underscore underscore rig or at stephanierig.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help so much. Thanks again for being here, and I hope to see you again soon.